Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, April 2nd, and though the sunshine double is now over, there is still plenty of tennis to talk about. As Max Rothman and I mentioned yesterday, we're going to have a little bit of fun this week. There is a little bit of downtime, but we happen to have part of our Crack Rackets team on site in Charleston for the Volvo Car Open. Uh, that's an event on the WTA side. So joining me to talk about all of the action there. He is the social media reporter for Tennis Channel, a writer and reporter for the Tennis.com, and a member of our Crack Rackets team, Kale Hammond. Welcome back to the mini break. Thanks, thanks, thanks. This is uh, the first time doing the pod with you. Normally it's with uh, Mr. Rothman, so I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what, we, see what we've got going. He would deny this, but I'll send you the text of me asking, like, yo, can, can I get Kale's number? I'm trying to record with him. I know he's got good stories. He's like, no, I'm going to do that pod. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not, I'm not letting you in. So it really is a pleasure to finally get to do this. And even before we talk about the tennis, just in general, is it nice being in Charleston? What's it like down there? I mean, this tournament is amazing. First of all, Charleston's amazing. Um, I've been here before for a wedding, and, you know, this is like – it's just so everything is so damn cute. Like they've got these houses, like the houses are all painted pretty colors. Like there's old cobblestone streets. Like the food is obviously this is one of the best culinary destinations in 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 the world, really. I mean, and it has the best, probably the best soul slash southern food um, anywhere. And the tournament itself is just so intimate. It's got that southern hospitality vibe just all over the place. Every single person there has a smile on their face. Everyone brings their kids. The kids are always running around. They've got USTA net generation stuff going on. They've got a demo court with balls and, you know, a ball machine and people are playing tennis and so many little shops set up. It really is just like the sense of community here is pretty overwhelming. Especially when you compare this event to the the scales of Miami, which they just opened a brand new stadium, Indian Wells. They just, you know, that's considered the fifth Grand Slam. Some would argue it's the most beautiful site in all of tennis. I'm curious because it's kind of a transition phase on tour. You know, the hard court swing is over. Now all of these players making the jump to clay. I know, you know, you were mentioning just from the fan perspective, but from the player perspective, is everyone a little bit anxious? You know, is everyone maybe kind of tired from that long swing of tennis? What's the mood like on the ground? Yeah, I've gotten the complete exact opposite feel. Um, These players are really excited uh, for the clay court swing. You know, they really get to go to some cool cities. You know, they get to go to Rome, Madrid, Barcelona. They get to go like all over the place. And um, um, starting on the green clay, I talked to them about that. It's pretty different, obviously, in the difference between green clay and red clay for those that haven't played on it or those don't know, really. Like, the green clay is – it's a little slicker. You, it's tougher to get your footing. You can't really dig into the court. Um, you sort of got to slide around on the surface level of the court. Uh, coming to the net, you know, off of a mediocre approach on green clay is just a death wish because you really can't <laughs> split step and plant. But, like, the players the players love it. I mean, they are so pumped for the clay court swing. Pretty much everyone I talk to um, is super excited about, about the clay. Sloan likes it. Gives her more time to run around, chase balls. Um, Madison Keys liked it. I had to interview uh, Madison Keys today, and I started off the interview. Hey, Madison, you're obviously a good clay court player. And she just burst out into laughing and said, Are you serious? <laughs> you're going to start with that? You say it, I'm good on clay. None of my titles came on clay. They're all on grass and hardcore. I'm like, look, I know your game, and you have humongous swings, and the clay gives you more time. So don't tell me that. You're good on clay. And she's like, okay, fair enough. And then we proceeded with the interview, so we got a little blooper reel out of that. I'll, I'll send, the, send that guy's 
send that over to you guys uh, later. I'm sure, but <laughs> it was it was a uh, pretty funny. Yeah, the players, the players, um, and they love this tournament. Like the, the tournament director just goes all out, making sure you know they're all hooked up. They get all these gift baskets, perks of the tournament. I mean, they get they really get hooked up, and and the players love it. Well, dare I say that may have been a hungover question. It was a little bit of a uh, a softball, right? And so maybe uh, <laughs> maybe they're off court features. Yeah, too. I've been around, and so now like uh, I've I've have a little bit of familiarity with these players, and so <laughs> once you have that familiarity, then the, they don't pull any punches. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Well, you talk about Sloan Stevens. She's the number one seed this weekend. Madison Keys, the eighth seed. Some of the other players on the grounds Burton, Sabalinka, Sevastova, Wozniacki, uh, Mertens, Georgie, uh, Belinda Bencic, Ostapanko, Collins, Kennan. It's a loaded field, and I know, as you mentioned, uh, the players kind of, they're so fond of Charleston. You know, South Carolina is a beautiful place, but I know, again, you had the chance to go to the players' party, kind of interact with these players before the tournament began. You know, as you mentioned, they were loose, right? They're, they're enjoying themselves. They were crushing it. I mean, they had this, this, <laughs> this raw seafood bar set up, and dude, it was unreal. <laughs> Oh my God! They had What's these, the spread looking? Oh, like? the spread! It was oysters everywhere. They had <laughs> the vinegar. They had the the cocktail sauce. They had the biggest shrimp already peeled, so plump and juicy, so delicious. And they had these uh, I don't know what kind of crab, maybe rock crab claws, but they had like these crab claws out there and just just by the thousands. And it was <laughs> so I was I mean I had to work. Um, I was I was air quotes working. Um, but I was also grubbing pretty hard on the, on that raw seafood bar. And then they had, you know, they had the food, they had the beef tenderloin, the best mashed potatoes I've ever had in my life and some greens to go along. Not the healthiest of, uh, player parties, but it's Charleston. And so, you know, it is what it is. You got, you eat what's good here. You know, you don't, you eat to, uh. I don't know what I'm saying. The food's f- no. Here. You work <laughs> off the extra sweat, extra sweat on the green clay for sure. Like it's totally fine. Yeah, they're talking about that. The players are talking about that. Uh, how you got to get the the groin, the adductor muscles uh, firing <laughs> on the clay because they said on a hard court you really don't need them. You can sort of push off the outside of your leg, but on the on the green clay you got to have you got to have those groin muscles uh, strong and flexible and, and, and ready to go. Well, you California kids are, you know, spoiled. You get to play on the clay, the hard courts all the time. Up in Michigan, you know, we're always indoor hard courts. It's always snowing or raining, and we're only really outdoors for the summer. So when you play on clay, you know, it's the world's shittiest green clay. It's thick in parts. It's just, like, nasty. It hasn't been raked over. And so, yeah, it, it's, like, I, I, I say that for myself. I'm nowhere near the athlete you nor any of these WTA players are, so I'm sure – you know they can get their adductors loose. I never could. I don't know what an adductor is, so uh, you know that's yeah, not for I mean, me. Yeah, I've but... got size fourteen feet, and uh, those those things on the green clay don't really work. <laughs> sort of like wearing snowshoes. It's like Shaq. So, Imagine yeah. Shaq sliding. It, yeah, every time I went to a, cl- a green court clay tournament in Florida, you know I was lucky to win a couple rounds, and then I would, I would lose to a dirt baller and uh, go home. But in the indoor hardcourt season, I would you know that's when that's when you make your bread. Uh-uh. No, of course, absolutely. And look, you you played it smart. You go to Duke, you get to play indoors because it gets a little nasty in January, February. I'm sure rocks some people in there. And then you get to go outdoors in the beautiful uh, Carolina weather. You played the best of both worlds. So I'm totally down with you there. Uh, I, I do want to talk about the play in Charleston because obviously you got to see a full day's action today. But give me the highlights from the players' party real quick. Be honest. Oh, the highlights from the players' party. I'm, I'm looking at the draw right now going through. So, I mean... 
let's see. Shelby Rogers was there. Obviously, she's crushing it. It's like her home tournament. She's <laughs> from here. And so, you know, she knows everyone. Everyone loves her. She's such a sweet girl. And so that was that was fun um, seeing her catching up. Let's see. Madison Keys was there. She was having a blast. She left early. Um, you know, she's she's taken takes her tennis pretty seriously. So she was only there. She made a brief appearance. But I got to say, the group of Belinda Bencic, Christina Pliskova, and there was one more. I can't remember her name exactly. <laughs> she, I posted a picture of her. I don't see if she's in this main draw. I'm not sure what her name is, but I posted a picture of her, and they were crushing it. They were inseparable. They were attached to the hip. And I'm not <laughs> – don't don't quote me on this. not going to call anyone out. I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble. But Belinda Bencic <laughs> did play today. She won 6-3-6-0 over Destiny Ayava, and I asked uh, – the Benchich and company crew, if they would take a picture, and and she goes, uh, yeah, can you hold my beer? That's <laughs> 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 probably a good idea. It was a light beer. Uh, it was definitely a Stella Artois. Um, so you know, one of those not gonna affect you too much. But uh, with the talent and the timing of Belinda Benchich, you know, you could. You, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you you, you I mean, timing is everything, and she's got it in spades. She wins in Dubai. She makes a semifinal Indian Wells. Uh, she, you know, she makes loses first round Miami, but still, she's earned herself a beer or two. She can do her thing. Uh, she yeah. won enough money. I don't think she really cares about uh, what happens <laughs> yeah. this tournament after uh, winning Dubai with the, such a fat purse with all the money that goes into that tournament and uh, little you did know, you the know. appearance fees, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they actually weren't going to have seafood last night, but Benchich was like, "No, I got it," and so the oysters <laughs> yeah. were on her. That's just how they sure as hell could have been. been. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, well, one more, let's talk about the play. One oh, more no, thing please, the player please. party. I gotta say, so I was, you know, I had, I had, a, I had a drink or two, and then, and so I loosened <laughs> up a little bit. I wasn't able to really eat the, you know, the way I really wanted to. So you know, the alcohol. I just had a glass of rosé, but it hit me pretty, pretty hard. And so I was like, all right, let's go talk to these players. So, um, I got to talk to Kiki Burtons for a while. Um, I'm friends with uh, this guy Stein De Greer. He's Danielle mm-hmm. Collins' coach. Uh, you probably saw him in Miami. He was on, cam- on mm-hmm. camera a couple times. And I'm pretty good friends with him. And so I was hanging out with him, and he's good friends with Kiki Burtons because they're both from Holland. They're both from the Netherlands. And she was the nicest, funniest, most confident, <laughs> elegant. Like, I am in love with Kiki Burton. She <laughs> was so cool. I just want to hang out with her. I got to interview her today. She just has this fine line of just smiley and just sort of – witty biting comments she's so smart her english is perfect she probably speaks five languages like this girl is 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 awesome kiki burton's i'm a huge fan of her don't quote me on this but she may or may not have (laughs) and i think she might have seen the draw uh, in her slot, she's in the two seat at the bottom, and uh, when she was at that player party, the draw said uh, qualifier, qualifier. So she knew she had a, doesn't play until Tuesday and is going to play the winner of uh, two qualifiers. So she was probably feeling pretty good about her first round match, and she's the defending champion here. So, you know, might as well, might as well enjoy the player party because you're, you're the champ. Yeah, actually, well, again, another player who deserves everything, and that's so cool to hear. I mean, I'm sure you get this a lot, but I'm so salty. 
That's all I can say. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it was. It's awesome. You know, it gets stressful at times because you know you're dealing with these players, and it, it, it's it's a it's you know pretty high pressure, intense situations. Oh, but when you look at it in you know another like a uh, the grand scope scheme of things, you know, you're talking to millionaires who get to hit a ball for a living. So who cares? <laughs> but yeah, I will say no, this. I, I will have. I do have to say my favorite part of the player party. So Caroline Wozniacki brought her fiance. And <laughs> David Lee in the house. And no one, first of all, not as many people as I thought knew who he was. I was definitely the <laughs> biggest NBA fan there. And no one was talking to him. He was sitting at the bar, standing there, while Wozniacki was doing her media um, obligations and whatnot. And I just walked up to him. I was like, yo, so do you miss playing? What's the deal? And he goes, hell no, I don't miss playing. I am so over that. I'm so done with travel. I'm so done with playing 12 minutes a game. You come in, you're not, you're not loose, you're tight. You play 12 minutes, you get yanked, and then blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. So we talked about uh, – so I didn't want to talk about his NBA too much. You know, I don't want to focus on his fiance and all the things she's doing. So I talked about that match that she had at Halep at the Australian Open, which is one of the greatest uh, – greatest, not just women's matches, one of the greatest matches of all time, uh, Halep versus Wozniacki. And he went on and on about just what an atmosphere and what a situation and how he basically blacked out during that match <laughs> of just pure emotion and intensity. And not only that, just the physicality of it. Both players had to go to the hospital afterwards. They were so tired. And Simona had to spend more than a day in the hospital because she was so exhausted, so dehydrated. I mean, I don't even know. First of all, well played. Genius move. So smart. Like, that is exact. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> you know, keep well, the focus yeah. on Wozniak because he loves her. They're, they true love. Yeah. They care about each other so much. So I was like, all right, maybe it's a good idea to talk about you know that match and just say, look, dude, like you were there. I saw you in the stands. Like that was one of the greatest matches of all time. And he went yeah. on and on about that match. He was so excited. It's the only time a six foot nine hundred millionaire could sit there quietly and have no one pay attention to him. It, it was just... crazy. I was like, "This no one. Why isn't anyone talking to David Lee? He's, <laughs> he's a, like, I don't know how many rings he has. He definitely has one. I think he just has one. Yeah, he won one with the Warriors. Right, and then he flew them all to Vegas after he won. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so that's the that's, player that's party. Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty awesome. They had they had no. special hats there. They had a candy bar there. They had everything. They had like these Moroccan oil hairs, like the sponsor, and so they had all these goodie bags for the players. And it was just look, everyone was having a blast. I'll never you know I'll never forget that. And as long as I live, that player party was was amazing. And let me just say, I now completely understand why Rothman hogs you to himself because <laughs> I, I've enjoyed story time with Kale is going to be a thing. I'm, I'm doing this as often as possible, but let's talk a little bit of tennis. As you mentioned earlier, Shelby Rogers at this event coming back from injury. I think she's been out for the past 16 months. She gets a win today. I believe it was six, four, six, two. Um, and just, I mean, the emotion on her face after the match, you could see how much this moment meant for her. She comes into this event as a wild card, uh, beats, uh, I believe, Rodina. Um, yeah, it was Rodina. It's now 4-2. and two. But just can you talk about that performance, what it was like to see it in person? Could, you know, what her emotions that clear to you if you were watching Oh, the my goodness, dude. It was just absolute goosebumps. First of all, her first back mat, her first match bag. I was, you know, like it's so tough. You know, if you if you go that long without playing competitive matches, like getting your footing back and having the nerves to, um, you know, go through the ups and downs and and still focus on the process and not the result. 
But I will say this, uh, she did get a little lucky, uh, not to take anything away from her at all, but Rodina played pretty, pretty, pretty bad. I was, especially in that last game, uh, Shelby was very, very tight, and she mishit a couple forehands that landed super-duper short in the court. Should be no problem, you know, take it early and, and, and hit a winner, but Rodina missed both of them while she, uh, she was trying to close out the match. So she, she, she gifted a few points to Shelby, but Shelby stepped up, match point, cracks a backhand winner down the line, drops her racket, hands go on her head, she spins around, she's just crying. She said she cried after the first set, too. She's just over, overwhelmed by emotion. You know, maybe she thought, this. She, once she won that first set, she thought she was going to do it. And she won, and, and she started crying, and just on court, and she gave her speech. The whole crowd, like, she had probably, like, it, seemed, it almost seemed like everyone in the stands, like, knew her personally. Like, that's the vibe that was there, and that's the vibe that's around the whole tournament. And and she cried, and then she picked up her. She went to her stand. She hugged her coach, a uh, good friend of mine, Mark Lucero. Um, you guys should have him on the on the on one of these. Crack As a matter of fact, excellent plug because we have had him on the Cracked Interviews podcast, one of our few podcasts that. Oh, not that's not true. They all hold up really well, but definitely go give that a listen. But sorry, go on. Oh, and then and so she went into her stands, and she she got her little niece, who's two two and a half three years old. And she did the interview holding her niece. She said that she needed to hold her because it was the only thing that could stop her from crying. She was just so happy, so overjoyed to be back out there winning. And I talked to Mark at the player party, and I said, look, Shelby's got a good draw. I mean, I think she could definitely do well here. And he's like, look, he said, it's just getting through a match and having her body feel good is the only victory that they're trying to get this week. But now she, you know, she's capable of of doing good things. I mean, she loves this green clay. She's good out here, and and yeah, I mean, it was it was just absolute goosebumps. And then we went to the tent, the interview desk interview where Steve Weissman interviewed Shelby, and it was amazing. And she was holding back tears the whole time. And then she stayed in for twenty minutes and signed everyone's autograph, took a picture with everyone in the stands, was just completely overjoyed to be there. And it was it was it was awesome. It was just a, a phenomenal moment. Goosebumps all around for everyone. And it's just so cool whenever you can see a player come back from, a, you know, an injury like that. You can tell how much these wins mean to them. It, it reminds me, you know, on the men's side, Murray in D.C. when he came back. It just, you know, whenever you get moments like that, they're so special. Now you look for Shelby. She matches up with Elena Ostapenko, the number 10 seed in this event. Obviously, Ostapenko, a former French Open, I believe, champion. So her, you know, credentials on clay, obviously quite strong. Yeah, she won this tournament also. she's She she won it, I think, two years ago. Ostapenko did, and then she went on to – actually, sorry, Ostapenko lost to Kasekina in the final, but then she went on to win the French Open that year. Yeah, and so, again, she her results speak for themselves. As you mentioned, for Shelby, it'll be about how that body recovers, right? Because in terms of her level, she looked good today. She was hitting it clean. You know, she um, she hits a big ball. I actually practice with her sometimes um, in Manhattan Beach. Whenever she needs a hitting partner, sometimes I'll I'll go and uh, hit with her. And and you know, and I'm you're hitting with these pro players. It's all about them, and you want to you know give them a good practice. You don't want to miss too much. But with someone like Shelby, doing that is actually detrimental to them. Um, I was sort of guiding the ball a little bit, trying to be consistent, give her a solid practice, a good sweat, and. Uh, she hits the ball so hard that if you don't rip it and you don't give your every shot like full force, uh, her ball is so big and heavy that it actually rips the racket out of your hand. Um, it's a true story, and her, her coach says the same thing. If you don't crank it with her and hit it just as hard as she does, uh, her ball is so thick and, and big that uh, that it rips the racket out of your hands. And 
you actually shank less if you if you just go for it and go for your shots and rip it. Well, on that note, this is a tangent, and I'm sorry because we I, we will talk about tennis, but whenever Max Rothman isn't here, I got to talk a little bit of shit about him. If he were to describe his own tennis game, he would say it's exactly like that, that he just rips the ball at all times, and you've had the chance to hit with him. I've had the chance to hit with him. Settle this for me. The forehand's not that big, right? He's got to chill. Well, he's got a good heavy forehand. Um, I would love to see how it how he how that forehand looks uh, under pressure. <laughs> you know, just wait till you get him moving. That's when it's really the ball starts spraying a little bit, and you know. Yeah, I've hit with him out on his court, and he he's got a huge serve. Forehand's heavy, but uh, we're yet to see it under pressure. So we got to put a little a little something on the line and see how it. Oh, that's. It. That's a future Crack Rackets video. I like it. Rothman versus Everton. We got him versus Nishioka in Stowe, Vermont, and he aced him. And it was just like he like he was so pumped, but the story behind it is he missed 13 first serves before that. So. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, we've all got those little <laughs> stories. But you got to give Rothman, let, let him have his have his little day. No, look, I'm bragging hard, on that guy. His... That guy's a hard worker, so you got to yeah, give him um, It's give a him humble brag credit. on his behalf. He knows I love him. So, you know, I say it affectionately. But I do want to talk a little bit about some of the other results. I mentioned Ostapenko's a winner. Benchich was a winner today. Uh, Sofia Kennan, Anna Tomjanovic winners. And then some of the other American winners, uh, Pagula, Kick, Townsend, and yeah, three sets over um, Sharma. Sofia Kennan, I watched her match today. She was first on stadium, and it was so, like, shockingly cold today. Like if you see a picture of that match, she has have have was wrapped in towels on every changeover. Every changeover, she mummified herself in towels because <laughs> she was so cold. She played um, a former 2009 champion here, Sabine Boom Boom Lisicki. So Lisicki has just a cannon of a serve. She really does. She tosses it like two feet out in front of the court and just goes and cranks it. Uh, Lisicki was actually serving for the set and just choked her. Yeah, just choked pretty bad. Like double fault, double fault, and then absolute shank forehand into the stands. Love 40, Kenan breaks, wins 5-4. and four. And then Kenan went to the interview. I don't know if you saw that Tennis Channel clip where, uh, from a long, long time ago when she was 7 years old where Murphy Jensen was interviewing Carilla? her. The one with Carilla? Have you seen that? Is the one with Mary Carilla? No. Well, that, that was from today where they, they brought it. I'm sure they played that clip. But the actual interview where, where Murphy, as she talks about returning Andy Roddick's serve and what yeah, she's going to do. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's, cool. that's just amazing, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's good content. I mean, look, hey, great shot to them. Yeah, no, it is fantastic. And, yeah, I mean, Danielle Collins versus Madison Brangle tomorrow. That's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Danielle is, is, is uh, recently she just, she's just she got a lot going on. You know, she's strikes while the iron's hot. She is just grinding with the media. She is going, going, going. She says yes <laughs> to almost everything, and it's just really, really striking while the iron's hot, as she should. She deserves it. And I believe she, uh, her, her new agent actually was a friend of mine at Duke. Um, so I saw him at the player party too, and it was it was crazy. It was sort of like a little Duke tennis reunion type thing. He didn't play tennis there, but he's uh, he used to. I, I don't know. His name's Chris McCormick. He's a, he's a good guy. His dad has pretty big IMG, and now he's he's worked for Tony Godsick. He's sort of Grigor's mm-hmm. right hand man, and now I think he's starting his own thing. And he got Daniel Collins as a player, so that's huge. So they're uh, they're working it. No, that's awesome. And I I know. Uh, Again, you got to see a lot of the action. You also got to interview a lot of these players. Give me some of the highlights of your interviews throughout the day. Oh, man. Okay, so I mean, I was interviewing these players for, you know, so just fun, snackable social media content. Nothing crazy. So Roland Garros is huge for Tennis Channel. So we're getting some build-up questions about Roland Garros. So I asked them all to play on clay. So today I actually 
interviewed um, Sloane Stevens, uh, Kiki Burton's, uh, Sabalenka, Sevastova, Wozniacki, Julia Gorgas, Madison Keys, Danielle Collins, and I think that's it. And I was a nervous wreck before it. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. We were supposed to be outside uh, with the beautiful backdrop that we had planned for. It was too cold for the players. They did not want them outside. Um, they put the players inside. So we were all jammed in this clubhouse. There's WTA Media right there. And then there's another media company right there. There's 15 people watching me do these interviews the whole time because everyone, you know, if it's be quiet, you each take their turn. <laughs> and it was nerve-wracking to say the least. But... Um, it was it was nice because you know I'm American tennis player and so like my roommate from college Fred Saba was mm-hmm. uh, Sloan Stevens' former hitting partner and they went to travel to Australia together and so never met Sloan before talking to her for the first time she's got a bit of a reputation as she can be somewhat difficult to deal with um, with the media and you know I mean because Sloan's the sh- you know <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, I was like, yeah, so Fred, Fred, Fred Saba is my roommate. And she goes, oh, no way. And so we started talking about Fred's girlfriend and all that stuff. So, like, we were able to make some connections before. That really helped a lot. And <laughs> she was she was super sweet, super nice. Um, and then who else was there? And then we went to Madison Keys was really funny. So I started the interview um, ta- trying to get, you know, questions about the clay so we can build a little package. You know, these players, are what do they do to get ready for Roland Garros and what, you know, their favorite stuff in Paris, et cetera. So I go, Madison, you uh, are obviously good on clay. And she bursts out into laughing, just laughing. The whole room is erupting in laughter. They're laughing at me because she's trying to make me look stupid for asking this question. And she's like, none of my titles are on clay. All my titles are on grass court or hard court. How are you going to start the interview with, are you good, you're good on clay? Are you kidding me? And I was like, I was like, right, are you done? Are you done? And I was like, look, Madison. So I watched you play in Rome. I've seen you play on red clay. I've seen you play many a time. You are better on clay because you have these huge ground strokes, punishing ground strokes, and you get time to set up on both sides. And she finally conceded. She's like, you're right. And I was like, thank you for making me look stupid. And so I started the interview with, okay, Madison, so you obviously suck on clay. Can you tell us about And then she started laughing. Everyone started laughing. So I thought it was going to be a bad situation, but she was all fun, all smiles, and she was just, you know, messing around, just having some fun at media day. So couldn't ask for much more than that. Yeah, no, that, that I mean, that's sweet. And you just talk about the access on the grounds, talking to all of these players in general. Anyone stick out to you in particular? You, you, they gave you a certain air of confidence that you're like, oh, this is someone I should be watching. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think. You know who was uh, really, really cool was Francesca DiLorenzo. I got to talk to her, interview her for a little bit, and she is just a homie. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> She's just a homie. She's so cool. Um, yeah, but, yeah, Ben Cage. College Benchich, tennis, baby. Yeah, exactly. Benchich is someone, I mean, watching her. Like, her, her timing on the ground strokes is impeccable. Like, it is, it is a beautiful thing to watch how effortlessly she swings and how the ball comes off of her racket. Um, Wozniacki was funny. I, she had to do some questions for our, uh, uh, TC live crew, getting some footage with her. And so then after she did that, I had to, you know, put the mic on her, start the voice recording and start going. And then we asked her some questions and she was nice. But then I was like, can you do like a little shout out? Hey, watch my match on tennis channel. And afterwards she's <laughs> like, I feel like I work for the tennis channel after that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't get sarcasm. It goes right over my head. So I was like, ha ha, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, the camera guy was like, yeah, that was her way of saying uh, too much, too much. <laughs> but that ring on her finger is pretty fat, so I don't know what the hell her problem is. 
<laughs> Her ring is worth more than my car and my apartment uh, no. and my, it's, my savings combined. Yeah, when tennis works, it works. So shout out to her. Um, you know, I, I do want to uh, wrap up. I know you're tired and you got to get up for play tomorrow morning. But in that theme, you know, what are you? You mentioned the Collins match versus, I think, Brangle. But just in general, what should our fans be looking forward to tomorrow if they're watching Tennis Channel and see that this is on? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely, uh, Collins Brangle. That should be that should be a good one. Um, Sabalenka. Anytime you get a chance to watch her. Um, is amazing. She is she is so strong, man. Like what, interviewing her, standing right there in person. I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like six three, one one ninety, <laughs> and and she is very tall. She's probably five eleven, um, and she is very very strong. And she is clearly a superior athlete to these the uh, women. And she is awesome. And she's you know future top ten for. Probably the next ten to fifteen years, you know, if I had to put a mm-hmm. put a timer on that, she really is amazing, and she was so sweet too. Uh, she her English is 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 good, you know, especially for you know not like just starting. You know, she's from she's from Bel- she's from Belarus, and so she's you know still learning English. Obviously, why would she know English? She's from freaking Belarus, and then and then so she's learning. She's working hard to improve it, and then afterwards her her uh, rep, rep representation came up, and she's like. She's a little concerned about her English in that um, interview. Make sure I was like, "Look, we're gonna take the best thirty seconds of it, and you know, we're not gonna make <laughs> her look bad. We love her. She's awesome, and she's definitely one to watch. Who else? Sloane is very confident. She has an air of confidence. Julia Gorgas got to interview her for a little bit. She is amazing. She is first of all, she's obviously very pretty. We all know that, but she is, was so nice <laughs> and so fun, and just just a pleasure to talk to. And yeah, and Sevastova was funny too. We were asking her about pets. Is National Pet Day coming up? So I had to ask all the players <laughs> about their pets. And Sevastova was like, "No, I don't have any pets, but my friend has a cat one time, and I found out that I'm deathly allergic." And I had to <laughs> talked about. She like almost had to go to the hospital because she couldn't breathe because of the cat. And then she's just like, "But if I did have to get a dog, it would be like a Labrador retriever or something like that." Kiki Burton's also doesn't like pets. Doesn't like scared of big dogs. She's not a big fan. <laughs> Well, that's why the fans listen to this. They want to hear those sorts of tidbits. So we can definitely wrap up uh, the Charleston stuff there. Uh, I do want to do one more thing before I let you go. It is a Tuesday in honor of that. West stuff, if you could, cue the Twitter Tuesday sound effect, please. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was in Vegas uh, this past weekend, as I've mentioned repeatedly now, for Dalton's bachelor party. Great time. We've had some great tales uh, that Roth and I shared yesterday, and I'm sure more will leak out throughout the rest of this week. But as uh, you know, I, I was able to see some of the Twitter stuff. There is some of the stuff I want to comment on. I obviously want your uh, commentary as well, Kale, given that you do social media for Tennis Channel. I think you'll have some fun perspective. Where I want to start, you know, yesterday was April Fool's, one of the uh, Probably the most fun tweet I saw of the day, the U.S. Open announced they were adding puppies to the ball person team at the 2019 tournament. It was pretty funny at first. Like, people certainly believed it at first. Dude, I looked at that tweet. I saw it. I said, hmm, seems like a logistical logistical nightmare, but good for them for trying, and I moved on with my day. Like I said before, I did not get sarcasm. Sarcasm goes way over my head. I'm very in the moment, very literal. Um, 
And sarcasm pretty much goes over my head. That's why I didn't get Madison's sarcasm, didn't get Wozniacki's <laughs> sarcasm. Uh, I need to – these WTA players are fluent in sarcasm, that's for sure. So I need, <laughs> I need to work on that. But, yeah, I saw that tweet, and I was like, oh, cool, that's awesome. And then I was looking at it today, and I saw that someone tweeted it was the April Fool's prank, and it was just so funny. And then and another <laughs> – this is not, not tennis-related, but uh, I, I play tennis with Dr. Phil from time to time. Um, and he did a thing where he shaved his mustache. He took d- d- shaving cream on it and um, acted like he was shaving it in this little video. And then uh, what, what they did was his, his people, his, his team, uh, face-tuned it to blur out his mustache, make it skin color. And, and, and then he posted another picture, April Fool's. He's like, y'all wouldn't think I would actually do that. He said I'd look like an aardvark. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Dr. Phil Loki is a, is a meme lord. <laughs> hilarious that's really good it's oh good good great shot by him i like yeah. that it was um, hilarious that guy is a meme lord that guy loves the memes <laughs> he's always on instagram floating around anytime i see something funny i show it to him there's these accounts called like savage dr phil and they voice over and edit and dub it and make him say ridiculous shit, and he he loves it he cried he i showed him this video of him and he watched it three times about like people just dubbing it and it's called savage dr phil if you have a chance to look it up on instagram hashtag savage dr phil it's unbelievable how is he as a tennis player he's got a good backhand you know he's old and he's almost 70 years old and so so it's tough for him to move around i tell you what though he has he does have the nicest uh, tennis court in all of los angeles (laughs) it's built into the side of his house on a cliff so the in surround like one side is attached to his house slash um lounge tv area with multiple fridges fresh fruit cut every day gatorade <laughs> beer for the guests everything you could ever want there's another office in there uh you know just sort of like a country club little heaven in there <laughs> and then on the other side on the back end and the side is just complete drop off it's on built in built into the side of a cliff so that is, that's sick yeah pretty yeah, unbelievable. but but good backhand great backhand and you know so you're playing with him i serve backhand pocket every time and he cranks it <laughs> start off with it i start off with it with a little pickup volley and then we take it from there <laughs> <laughs> oh i like it well let's move on to another tweet uh, another fun thing i saw felix ogiralisim obviously had so much success over the sunshine duo and just throughout the first quarter of the season Show you know a little fun side. It's I would argue of the Canadian music intrigue. You know Shapovalov does his rapping stuff, which we can talk about in a second if you want. But FAA playing the piano, rocking the glasses. It was a good look for him. Oh yeah, he's a little Renaissance man, huh? <laughs> Dude, that guy. I will say that he's obviously amazing. I have had the chance to visit with him when I was at IMG Academy, and and I went up. I went right up to him with him with him. No shame, because if you know tennis, you know how good he's yeah. going to be. So. Never a better time to talk to him when he's outside of the top 100. So I went up and talked to him. How's your heart doing? How's the heart condition? He said, oh, it's totally fine. I had surgery. Don't even think about it anymore. It's good to go. But watching him play, that dude makes the ball sound completely different when he cranks his forehand <laughs> and his backhand. Um, not too many players I've ever seen uh, make the ball sound like that, where when the I- ball comes off his racket with a completely different sound. He compresses the ball tighter and harder into his strings than anyone in it. It doesn't sound like a pop. It sounds like a thud. It sounds like someone drilling a hammer into a wall. Well, this is something we wanted to talk about throughout the week, so we can do a little tangent here. You know, Shapovalov, for me, at this point of his career, you know, when he's playing his best tennis, he can compete with anyone. He can hit anyone off of the court. His ball is that explosive. His forehand is It's absolutely yeah. enormous. 
And I would argue that one of his things is the plan B, though, when that's not going well, when opponents are taking time away from him, that's not quite to where it needs to be for him to maintain that top 10 status. But just uh, as a tangent there, more raw firepower. Shapovalov or FAA? More raw firepower? Um, you know, I'm going to go, I'm honestly going to go with Shapovalov. Shapovalov right? has, this, has this ability to hit a winner from anywhere on the court. Unlike almost, you know, like sort of like an Adal. Like, he's got that lefty, and he, if no matter where he is, he has the firepower to hit a clean winner from anywhere on the court. FAA's game is definitely more disciplined. He's going to make his backhand. He's going to pull line when he needs to to set up the forehand. But look, once FAA gets control of the point with his forehand, it's good night. And he is, <laughs> plays a little more disciplined than Shapovalov, a little less flashy. He's still got the talent. He's still got the athleticism. But his game is definitely more disciplined. And so that's why I think I'm going to have to give the firepower edge to Shapovalov just because his game style is very firepower heavy. And so is FAA's, but FAA does it in a more disciplined fashion. You used a word there, compact. I think it was perfect. When you describe the FAA forehand, it is just so simple. He keeps the ball out in front of him. So good at taking a short backswing on that first ball, you know, off of a return, redirecting the forehand either way. I'm doing a fake swing right now as I'm telling you this. It's to try beautiful. And it. His like, forehand is beautiful. Textbook. It, it really is beautiful. I mean, and, and just the sound that it makes when he compresses the ball is just it's, 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 uh, it's astounding. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to FAA. And the whole tennis Canada. I mean, Andreescu too. I've gotten. I luckily enough, Andreescu was in Newport uh, at the Newport Challenger, and I was there covering that tournament voluntarily. I add, <laughs> um, but it was a good. Ch- I saw that draw was pretty stacked, and so I went there, and and she was uh, like set eighty something in the world at the time, and I was watching her play. I was blown away by her athleticism, and so I posted on the Tennis Channel Instagram story. I was like, Bianca Andreescu is the real deal. And she liked it, and she knows she's the real deal. She's very confident. And so she responded to that, and she said, this is awesome. Thank you. Um, And so I introduced myself later in the tournament, and I was like, look, you're unbelievable. Uh, I don't know what to say. Like, you are unbelievable. And you can check my Twitter timeline. I I haven't pinned it, but I should. It's uh, it's like the fourth tweet there. Uh, She won her second-round match against Sybilkova, and I said she's going to win Indian Wells. Um, Because, because look, I've been around enough to see these athletes in person She's a better athlete than almost everyone on tour. It's probably Serena and then Sabalenka maybe ahead of her. And then as far as raw athleticism, uh, Kiki Burton's is up there too. But uh, Andreescu is is one of the best athletes I've ever seen on a tennis court. And she has a game. I talked to some uh, people that have played her before, and they said she has a nightmare game, especially for the women's game, because her ability to um, hit the ball high heavy out of your strike zone, slice and dice – Good drop shot, good serve, and just you know her will to win is is clearly second to none. Uh, after we saw what she did with Angelique Kerber, beating her twice, she beat Kerber twice. Kerber's one of the the top top three active women's players, like live currently living, and she beat her <laughs> twice in two weeks. An eighteen year old. No, it's. She is so talented. As you mentioned, the entire crop of Canadian talent. It's it, it, All right, we'll do one more tangent off of it. Who wins a Grand Slam first, uh, an American player, men's or women's, in singles, or a Canadian player? Andreescu. You think so Andre this Eskew. year? Uh, she could, uh, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's clearly a little easier for, for the women to break through earlier. 
um, you know, just based on physical development and, and all that stuff. That's no secret to anyone that's not sexist or anything. It's just true. It's the women, uh, when they break through, they break through a little earlier than the men. And, like, the men, you see they're having success so late. I mean, like, Nadal, Djokovic, uh, Federer, like, they're, you know, they're... 50, 20 years ago, they would all have been retired, and they're not. <laughs> and so um, I think Andreescu is going to be the first one uh, to break through to slam. Uh, I really do. I think she's going to win one in her teens. I can't, I can't explain to you enough. Her, not only her athleticism, but her cross-sport athleticism. I had a few videos of her at Indian Wells doing these drills and, like, dribbling a basketball, like... Dude, she looked like Steve Nash. She was like switching legs in between, like behind the back, no look, crossing up. Like, and she did the little spider drill, you know, when you tap the ball in between your legs, you do a little figure eight spider drill where you just tap. And the, she kept the ball an inch off the ground with her fingertips, just like drilling it, no big deal. And I was like, oh my goodness, this, this, this girl is unbelievable. <laughs> well, I, look, I, I totally see where you're coming from, but... You would say over Stevens, over Keys, over even maybe Serena as well. I mean, I think obviously Andrew. Well, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Player. I forgot about Serena. Um, <laughs> Serena's obviously, you know, at her, her her serve. She her serve is the best shot in the history of women's tennis. Of tennis. Uh, yeah, I completely and, agree. Yeah, no, it's the best shot in the history of women's tennis by by a country mile, um, and. So she's obviously in there every time. If she look, if she, if her shoulders right and she's healthy, she can serve her way to a grand slam. Her serve is a joke. People always talk about like, "Well, would you beat Serena? Would you do this?" Hell no, I wouldn't beat Serena, dude. <laughs> I played D1 college tennis. I was good, dude. You can't just come out there and say you're gonna beat Serena. Like, 125 on the line is 125 on the line. It doesn't matter if it's a male or a female serving it. I agree. Look, that's the ultimate problem. She holds her every time, at least in her prime. It's it's a hold. It's a lock. Yeah, absolutely astounding. And I mean, look, I could go on all day talking. This is why I got into this business because I love these top players, you know, hanging out with the players. They're so good. They put so much work and time into it. I was a good player growing up, but I wasn't. I knew I wasn't that good. And so I spent all of my time, you know, watching the Dennis Kudlas, the Tennis Sandgrens, um, you know, the Bradley Klons, trying to you know, absorb from them and also get to know them and, you know, be friends with them. The Ryan Harrisons, the Christian Harrison, people like that. I, spent, I was just attracted to, you know, the great players because they have something special, you know, the discipline and, and determination that they have. And so being here, you know, finally getting to do this stuff with them, while it is nerve-wracking, you know, because I care about it, which is, you know, if I didn't care about it, it wouldn't be that nerve-wracking. But it's, you know, it's, 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 it truly is amazing. and I'm, I'm thankful. It's just fun. And I'm thankful yeah. to be on the pod with you, man. This is this is a blast. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Well, in that flattery, I'll return the favor. Uh, we can wrap things up here. Any, any final thoughts? Any last things you want to share? I know hopefully we'll get you on a couple more times this week since you're on site. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it for today. I mean, we just got to watch. The tournament's just, just begun, man. Uh, we just had <laughs> some first rounds. And then Shelby Rogers today, though, what a moment. What an unbelievable moment. Like, everyone in the crowd had goosebumps. It was one of the, I'll never forget that as long as I live. I mean, she loves it so much. You can just see she's just dying not being able to play. And then she comes out 13 months later, her first match back, wild card at her home tournament, and she, she gets the W. Well, I love it. Well, then give us uh, – where, where can we find your stuff? Where can we find your coverage throughout the day? Plug your stuff. Yeah, I mean follow Tennis Channel Instagram uh, if you don't already. Uh, we, we, we were – you know, we've stepped it up. Um, Tennis Channel social media uh, a year ago uh, definitely is not what it is now. Um, we really care. We do a good job over there, and we've definitely stepped it up. So follow us. And I'm also posting a lot of the content, you know, judiciously 
on my own account. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, there it, it's a little tricky situation, you know, the the balance of cuz you have all this amazing content and you know, you can get followers and stuff from posting it too, but it's a bad look at the same time, you know. I'm here for tennis chill, I'm not here for myself. And so mm-hmm. um you know, pick and choose your spots with that. But if you would I should have just started with this. Follow my Instagram, Kale Hammond. <laughs> um, maybe we can edit it and put it at the front. Follow my Instagram, at Kale Hammond. All one word, C-A-L-E-H-A-M-M-O-N-D. And I'm, uh, I'd go, get a little edgier on my own Instagram. Uh, a little more fun, <laughs> fun uh, content if you're into tennis. No, definitely leave it all in. Uh, I'm hoping there will be a photo of you and David Lee maybe released for this podcast. You know, I, I'm pretty shameless. Living in L.A. has made me pretty shameless with all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, look, when I'm working there at the tennis, that is a big no-no. Uh, getting, <laughs> getting, asking pictures of yourself with the players when you got that Tennis Channel credential on. Uh, can't, uh, maybe may or may not have done it with Divi Gofen at Indian Wells just because I think he's <laughs> such a phenomenal player and he's so clean. But um yeah, with all the eyes there, CEOs there, and all that stuff, you don't want to be that guy. Did you see the Tennis Channel guy taking pick? No, 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 no. That's a no-go. Yeah, well, my counterpoint would be, for a player, I agree, but for a player's spouse? You know what? That's a good point. You're absolutely right. And I'm, you know what? I'm absolutely going to sit next to David Lee um, <laughs> when, he, when he's there for the Wozniacki's match. I, you know what? I am going to get a picture with David Lee. Thanks for inspiring me. Yeah, oh, no, I'm honored. Just, uh, you know, maybe throw up a little CR logo on there. Give us a shout-out. A little out. watermark. No. <laughs> yeah. Just send me the file. <laughs> awesome, I love it. Well, then, you know, thank you again, Kale, for doing this. Huge shout-out to our super producers as well, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westhoff, who have a of an editing job to do as always. Uh, if you've missed out on any of the action, you need recaps from Miami. You missed anything in Indian Wells. You've missed anything from the past goings-on in tennis. Check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. So much great stuff on there. Check out social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all at Cracked Rackets, YouTube. So much great content. Uh, this podcast, The Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast, What the Deuce Podcast. We're really rolling on all cylinders now on the Cracked Rackets front, so give that a look. But one last time, for myself, Alex Gruskin, for my wonderful co-host, Kale Hammond, and from our entire team at Cracked Rackets. Kale, what do we tell our fans? Uh, is this the one where you say, hey man, nice shot, or is this the one where you say that's a break? <laughs> I'd rather say, hey man, nice shot. I like that filter song. Oh, I like it, but it, this is the mini break, so can I get on that's the break for you? Well, that's a break, my friend. <laughs> Leave it all in, Westoff. I love it. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Kale. Thanks, Kale.